Parisian. Take the princess and the Wookiee to my ship. You said they'd be left in the city under my supervision. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Welcome back to the 818 Star Wars Legion podcast focused on tabletop miniature gaming and hobby based in Southern California. I'm Jonathan Williams and I'm joined by my co-host John Tevis. How you doing, man? How's everything? Good, good. Back from LVO and the, the hobby hype has not stopped. It, it is going. I agree. I agree. I was watching the streams over the weekend and it looked like so much fun. And, you know, what was it like being there in the room? It was pretty crazy. I mean, I played in the Heresy event, and that that was super fun. I I had a good time. I mean, I also went four and one, which which helps. Yeah, <laughs> Having, that that always helps when you is... win. <laughs> What's up? It always helps when you win. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I I went to the Legion room, and oh my gosh, the terrain is is crazy good over there. Not just in terms of setup, because you know it's you had some real terrain pros there setting up, but just the the quality of the terrain was was mind blowing. That it not only was functional but also aesthetically so pleasing. They they even had stuff where, you know, th- th- three battlefields in a row were the same planet. I think they had a Korriban one, so the middle had like a Sith temple, and the battlefield to the side had like rocks and stuff with some some ships. It was just super cool, and 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 th- I think that's the the big thing we get to see in these big conventions is just really good terrain um and all the people having a good time of course but yeah wow that's cool man that's cool i was watching a bunch of streams you know endless was putting on and you know it seems like people got pretty well adjusted to the new rules which was good um within within legion and it just seems like everybody was having a blast and i think that's ultimately why we play this play this game and you know blast is 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 a good keyword now see what i did there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so i think we'll we'll get in and talk a little we had some some news uh yesterday i believe uh amg put together a scenes to stats article shout out to lj and all the good the the hard work that he does i'm a writer by profession and i know how challenging it can be um but they announced or i should say they spoiled i don't know if i like the word spoiled so much but they announced uh, Asajj Ventress um, from the Clone Wars, and you may have a little bit more background and knowledge around her, but the, what I've seen of her is in the five-minute Cartoon Network yes. cartoons, which ultimately I was like, I can't wait until she gets into this game, but we'll go over her stats you know, briefly, and then we'll get into some discussions. So um, we're looking at Jump 2, uh, it's the first time we've seen that on a Force user, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. She has Deflect, Independent Dodge, one. First time we're seeing that on a Force user as well. Indomitable. And a, a non-mercenary, right? Yes, on a non-mercenary. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Immune Pierce, uh, which is, you know, prototypical with, with Force users in this game. A new mastery. Jaka- Did I say that? Jaka- is it Jar- Jarkai? Jarkai, Jarkai, Jar- some Star Wars. Some Star Wars weird. Some Star Wars thing. <laughs> But um, while performing a melee attack, you may spend any number of dodge tokens. So you basically reverse marksman. For yeah. each dodge token spent, improve one attack die result. And she has relentless natively. But the dice pool is obscene. Eight yeah. black dice, non-surge, wow. you know, which I think would be broken if that was the <laughs> case. But impact two, pierce two, uh, like with Maul, right? And some of yep. the other force Pretty users. Standard. 
mm-hmm. and two four, sl- two four slots, excuse me, and two training slots. So rapid reaction. I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, she seems really fun. Just the Jarkai mastery, I think, is a good kind of indication of, of how the rest of her rules work, especially her command cards. It's it's cool and interesting. It's not just another, oh, she had like the the other masteries where, well, I guess what I'm saying is like the masteries have always been cool and unique and they're continuing that trend and they're not just giving her generic keywords. She, she's getting this cool new thing. Plus, just the even just the independent dodge one. That's a that's a very unique thing to see, which is great considering her faction of droids. But yes, I'm I'm excited to play her. I've already been list hammering like like we all do, but I I think I could definitely see myself doing Dooku Asajj. I've always wanted to run double force user, so I think she'll she'll be fun with that. How about you? Uh, any any initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think. First things first, she's brittle. (laughs) She's very brittle, but Maul is very brittle, right? So that's not something we haven't really seen before. I mean, Maul's typically running at five health anyway. And, you know, I'm I'm scared that she's just going to get punched to death a lot, especially with the deflect changes. But I think you, you staple into the fray onto her. Like, you don't take any other training <laughs> like you have to consider one of your training slots is gone but also i i do want to get into the command cards real quick because i think it ties into my points here but you know she has four command cards one specific with dooku but i'll go for her three i guess generic command cards but yes my master um, issues to no units but it's double divulge which is super cool uh, on the deploy unit step uh you gain so the first step would be gain permanent Asajj vent so Asajj Ventrance gains bounty and reinforcements or if you diverge it in another way you get permanent um, demoralize one which is legendary Makashi mastery and outmaneuver I think more often than not you're going to divulge it in the sec in the latter <laughs> so yeah I agree I initially saw bounty I was like ooh bounty yeah. on the force user but then I saw Makashi mastery yeah. and then demoralize that maneuver I'm like oh actually yeah. That's actually, that's pretty pretty good. <laughs> um, I like there's the choice though, which is yeah, nice. I agree, I agree. Yeah. And then just to kind of round it off here, uh, she has her two pip is I am fear. Um, when Asajj Ventress, Ventress, excuse me, begins her activation, she recovers. I think that's probably what you're going to use his command card for. And the second yep. one is really just a bonus at the end of her activation. Perform an attack using the following weapon: one black do- dice or in melee, excuse me. And it has spray with surge crit, which is cool, but that seems very situational. And um, yeah, especially because she's already throwing eight black. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're looking at comparable dice pools. Yep, like edge case scenarios where you're really. You know, it's things have really your opponents really dialed it up for you. And lastly, mm-hmm. here in the in the generics, uh, the Jedi shall fall. By the way, the the art on these cards are amazing, especially yeah. the one pip. But uh, Asaz Ventress gains Jedi Hunter for the one pip uh, while she performs an attack during the roll attack dice step. Before rolling dice, she may gain up to four suppression tokens. If she does in that way, right? Uh, I should I should probably read the card as it's read as it's written, but she gains one dodge token for each suppression token gained in this way. So you're probably just gonna nuke a force user. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. not want to duel her. And 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 lastly here, and we'll we'll reflect. But the Sith will rule. Great title. Great album. Art. I mean, excuse me, not album art. <laughs> I'm thinking like music. <laughs> 
uh, command card art. But when building a command hand, treat the card as if it has two pips. It's a three pip um, by nature. But Dooku gains a name token and a dodge. After he activates, if Asajj Ventress does not have a face down order token, she activates after she activates. If she has a face up order token, flip it face down. If she does not have an order token, assign her a face down uh, operative order token. Basically, it's Chewie's, I think, two pip, right? Or with Han or something or Leia. I think it's Leia. Yeah, yeah. they go right after each other. So, yeah, but, um, you know, I think ultimately you're probably going to see her a lot. I, I'm thinking like super tack with, because I think the strategize really synergizes well. You're going to want a combination of like aims and dodges because um, you get the dice modification from the aim tokens and you get your dodges obviously where you can mod the dice and then you'll have your surge tokens from into the fray but you know i think she's going to be a super scalpel a, a scalpel excuse me i think she'll also be a very high skill cap force user like there's going to be times where she just dies when you make a mistake and some force users are a little bit more forgiving like luke she's got seven health and things like that but the or even maul with the Mm -hmm. reactions you know yeah the command cards are just legendary but you know what are your thoughts i mean what have you been what have you been crafting so i i want to say one thing first is mm -hmm. uh i initially thought she's just better than maul but we forget that maul has three actions yes that's huge even if maul doesn't hit as hard and doesn't have the the jarkai or access to makashi having three actions could be game-changing especially for objective play yeah. so i and i do like that i do like that she's not just a better mall she's different if you if you want a more offensive operative you asajj is is your girl um but i i i'm gonna be running her with dooku which if you're gonna do that you really need to understand that this this is gonna be hard <laughs> it's not just uh, <laughs> move forward and red lightsaber people in the face kind of thing because she's squishy and dooku could be squishy if you don't play him really well, right? So that can get kind of tricky with that. But I do, I do want to challenge myself and and do a double, double force user. And I think separatists with their order, reverse order control, at least it's more forgiving that way. I have more agency of who gets to activate and, and all that. Plus with the the medical droid, the droid medical droid is probably one of the best medical droids because of just the reverse order activation, right? Or order control, I mean. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could see her just being added to a droid gun line, like a spider gun line with with attack droid, and being that kind of missile you send in at a crucial turn. If you know she got to be a linebacker, or she could just be someone you send into an intercept point or something and mess people up before she dies, because she she's really squishy, like like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think. Putting her into melee late in the game will help diffuse some of that early death kind of kind of scenarios. What we see with force users, um, and what I mean by that is, is um, I'm thinking I'm diving with her like turn four, like control an area for the first three turns, and then just dive her on turn four and play her command cards back to back. That's just kind of my initial reaction. I think pairing her with like flamer DSDs and trans <laughs> and transponders. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think I'm taking force push and burst of speed. Um, you know, obviously force push is stapled to force users. Yeah. 
Um, I think anything that you don't have to recover is good, and Burst of Speed is like the first thing that comes to mind. And she's cheaper than Maul, I, right? I do want to highlight that really quick. Even though she doesn't master of the Force, yeah. everyone should still staple Force Push. Because I agree. Force Push, yeah. even if Force Push was like once per game, it's still really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just want to point that out. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think Force Push is arguably the best upgrade card in the game, I think. You know, other than maybe I put something like, I think Barrier is a sleeper there. I don't think enough people run Barrier <laughs> on, you know, like just canceling two hits and especially with the new cover changes, like, oh yeah, you know, just negating four hits. Like, I think we'll see a, an influx of Barrier players, especially on Force users that have like Master of the Force 2, like Palp comes to mind, Dooku mm-hmm. comes to mind, but um yeah, you know, I've just been toying around with, I think she's just super aggro, you know, like, so send her in with some DSDs and Magnas or something and just have all four things hit at once and play intercept in your B1s, flood the point, turn six. And hopefully... I want to point, th- point that out too, that mm-hmm. the new rules, spider droids block her completely. Oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. She, it's not even like a heavy cover thing where she, mm-hmm. you know, has some protection. Like right now she is invisible <laughs> spider droids so yeah an- another good play there is just walk her behind your flamethrowers and then jump up when she needs to i think the trick is to like model them very high, like with the tall legs right because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> their silhouette is like their own silhouette and mm-hmm. that's what uh, John Griffin did at LVO in one of his for his matches. He ran uh, triple flamer DSDs with transponders and uh, defense protocols, and he had them all on the on the tall legs. And he just yep. sent his B ones behind them. And it's like basically you just have a hammer. I would call it a cinder block. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know. So I think I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see what people do with her. I really think she's in an interesting design space. Yes, and she will. She'll play like no other force user we've really seen before. Speaking of that, I don't know if you mm-hmm. caught this, but when she was announced on stream with Ahsoka, they mentioned Ahsoka is also going to have Jarkai mastery. So ah, uh, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I and I, I'm pretty sure Ahsoka is going to be the next release after her, considering mm-hmm. they were kind of revealed at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So they always do yeah, in twos. Yeah, for more more fun force users. Yep. Yeah. And the hope is, I was talking to some of my Yavin-based teammates the other day. Shout out to, to Malls Balls. <laughs> but we um, we were talking, and, and, and one of my teammates, Captain Nita, on the, Discord, on the Legion Discord, he mentioned that he hopes that she isn't too squishy, um, as in the same, same boat. But I, I could see her being more of that defensive kind of support force user. We haven't really seen anybody like that since like Anakin, I'd want to say. Yeah. So, yeah. and that, I think that just makes sense in terms like thematically, right? And I don't know, I I again, I I didn't watch much of the Clone Wars, uh, so you you may be a bit more privy, privy to the thematic elements that they would include with her. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, at least what we know with with Ahsoka? What are your hopes for that release? I hope that she is less aggressive just so it's different and knowing ahsoka's character she's probably a, a less aggressive version of ventress i hope she's a commander for rebels yeah. but then we could 
definitely do like Ahsoka OP Luke. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But I, I do I, I I could predict maybe some more defensive tech with Ahsoka for Rebels, considering she you know she's that kind of Jedi where she likes helping people and all that. And Ventress is literally a missile <laughs> that Dooku just shoots at people. Yeah, I uh, I play a lot of Dooku, and Dooku's always been. I think he's my favorite Force user in the game because the the board mani- manipulation that you can do with him is is pretty substantial and. You know, I just, I don't know if I could run two Force users. Like, I would be afraid of that list to do it. <laughs> you know, because uh, it just, the tact that it requires, even with just one, the calculus, my brain is is dead. And that's something I'd like to discuss one day on the on the podcast is, is the calculus, the raw calculus that really goes into, like, participating in, in a tournament, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just... I've never experienced that kind of exhaustion. Um, you know, I played sports in high school, but I never have experienced that kind of exhaustion that I have in playing like a tabletop miniatures game. And, right, right. Yeah, but um, so yeah, should we move on? Any final thoughts on on Asajj or, or uh, great release AMG? Yeah. If, if your future releases are, releases, excuse me, are like this, I'm I will be happy. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so I think kind of moving on to some more list ideas. I've been messing around with Gideon. I played a game with him and, um, you know, I did, and on, on TTS, I, I did like a Gideon boss list with speeder bikes and an HH 12, (laughs) which is, you know, the, the empire, you know, uh, basically RPG and it was a lot of fun. Um, I think you can abuse like ruthless because you can just kill your guys in the HH12 units because it's probably just mm-hmm. just you're going to be shooting the HH12 and just not care. But I think Gideon's also in a really interesting design space, and I was putting together a list with with Gideon and a you know a um an ATST uh, because I just want an excuse to put one on the table. But um, it's Gideon, you know, it's an Imperial officer with lead by example and electro binoculars, Gideon with improvised orders and the dark saber, a couple of pikes with capos, which basically will be your fire support platforms. Um, some stormtroopers with Dell and I have a method to my madness and I'll get into that. Um, just a stormtrooper with an astromech and, uh, just a naked stormtrooper with recon Intel and then an ATSD with the elite armor pilots surging. And then uh, twin light blaster cannon and the grenade launcher and two strike teams. I, you could swap and cut some upgrades for an eweb, and I know I sent it to you the other day, but <laughs> I I had a uh, <laughs> I had some buyer's remorse. So I was like, man, if I put that on the table, it's just gonna get rocked by like <laughs> snipers. And I know we're not seeing as many strike teams, but like I think there's some real potential with like an ATST fire support and Dell and he sort synergizes well with vehicles. He's got the repair and you have the cheap repair at the stormtroopers, but like a range four, like, you know, two red, four black, two white surging the hit with Pierce sounds pretty good. <laughs> like you probably could kill something, um, turn one, but like, I don't know. I'm curious if that interaction actually works. Like, does it? Or, like, because lethal is on the other weapon. So, but you gain any keywords that are on the weapon, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think you gain lethal. 
mm-hmm. but on, but you could use i think you only get to use your aims from the primary unit uh, i see makes sense so if you have aims then you could activate lethal hmm. and i think even in clones uh well actually no clones can really well i guess if you have echo in a, in a phase yeah. one or phase two squad you could fire support with echo no. yeah i i think you you get the ability to spend that aim for pierce yeah but it sounds pretty good and again it's just an excuse to put the atst on the table but it's kind of what i've been messing with um you know what are some of the things you've been putting together list building wise so realistically i i'm trying to slot in gideon and dark troopers up my my boba ig list so mm. just replacing Aiden and friends with that with the dark troopers and gideon yeah. I've been messing around with having the pikes. I, I really like the pikes for fire support, like you mentioned, because pikes mm-hmm. are just a good unit. Yep. And they get fire support with Gideon's three pips and Boba with pikes fire supporting. And pikes are a unit where if they're in position, they're kind of fine. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth just throwing away their activation for fire supporting, especially with something, something like Boba or IG, where your base model already has a, a lot of good keywords and dice and surge to crit for being bounty hunters and then adding just dice from fire support there could really mess people up and then dark troopers are just dark troopers so th- that's realistically what i'm going to be playing but I- i've been toying with the triple dark trooper list so just gideon with at three naked storms and three dark troopers with the flag <laughs> and, the cannon. and i don't know i mean it's just the fact that they're troop, and it's seven acts, but because they activate twice, it's ten acts, which is a lot, especially these days. And just the fact that they're troopers, I think, makes it work because you don't have to worry about, you know, missions like like intercept, where, oh, I have to be a trooper, and even in recover, they they could pick up the boxes and then shoot people with their bazookas and assault cannons, so. Yeah, I, I, I can see myself trying it out. I think it has potential. I don't think it's like... I don't know, maybe, maybe it could be oppressive. Who knows? There, That's what, like... It's two... So that's two, four, six, eight. That's ten wounds. That's 30 mm-hmm. armored... 30 armor wounds. Yeah. Red saves oh, God. And AT, <laughs> like... You yeah. know, so maybe maybe it could be maybe maybe I will try that. Maybe maybe in the upcoming league at Geeky Tees, which I think just filled up. So ah, oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. always good to hear. That's always yeah. good to hear. It's right. three boxes. Oh. Three boxes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Or maybe I'll have my my friend print me some, and if it's not yeah. a dumb idea, I'll buy the models before I just buy three boxes. And it turns out it's it's a dumb idea. <laughs> it's just like garbage. <laughs> like oh well then. Uh, I don't know. I mean. You know, you're absolutely right, and and I think it's, it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out on the table. Right, so. right. You just kind of have this blob of of armor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, really we're gonna see them like in a an objective play. I think they're gonna be really great objective units. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to play hostage exchange if even okay. if I have a force user right with the two pip. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Any other lists you've been messing with, or it's kind of that? I mean, yeah. I've been kind of tweaking my my shadow collective stuff. Um, I'm I'm trying to. I have a variation of the list we played. Yeah, just swapping out the bikes for for capos and mm. beefing up the units, giving everyone giving all the the pike dudes the heavy weapon as opposed to the the whip. So 
and putting some more upgrades on the truck and black suns i want to try that out we'll see but you know dark troopers come out next week so maybe i won't get a chance <laughs> and i'll just be playing M imperial droids yeah i'm i think i'll buy gideon to start which reminds me i probably should call eric over at geeky tees <laughs> but okay. i'll probably start with a pre-order with gideon and um then you know i, I want to see how they play out in this meta i think they're just going to be really susceptible to impact like even that they're they're red saves like mm -hmm. with so many bikes running around like right. it just scares yeah. the living crap out of me however um when they get in your face that's it's not going to feel very good <laughs> right right so um yeah anything else before we go to the break or yeah i think that's it i mean exciting new releases for yeah. legion despite you know the the in my opinion almost unreasonable fear with the shatterpoint announcement yeah. you know amg is still releasing units we, we got gideon and dark troopers coming out soon we got ventress coming out soon that we know of we got ahsoka we got ewoks and we got the new we have the new gideon battle force actually so it should be interesting once once we finally get the full rules yeah yeah imperial remnant sounds mighty fine and there's i was listening to the scoundrels the other day the notorious scoundrels on the fifth trooper go check them out um it's one of the one of the leading uh competitive podcasts that are out there but kyle dornbos are just you know one lvo um at the legion event uh he was crafting lists and apparently uh he put together a list with the highest offensive output ever. So I don't like, <laughs> is that death troopers with like snipers or like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm really excited and really keen to find out. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Looking forward for the months to come and yeah, we'll see you guys after the break. Pitiful little band. An entire legion. Alrighty, we're back. Thank you so much for waiting over the break. So, John, I know we were talking a little bit during the break about some of our work in progresses and things that we're working on, but what's on your painting table right now? So right now I am working on my, my next Horus Heresy project. It's never-ending. Um, I'm working on some word bearers because uh, I already have a, a loyalist, you know, good guy legion, so now time to do a bad guy legion. Yeah. So I'm working on some, some word bearers for this upcoming league narrative league at next gen games in west la nice. um i actually have a game on thursday so i'm trying to i'm trying to finish some stuff before that but yeah just kind of hammering out these units and because i'm pretty caught up on my legion stuff until gideon and and buddies come out what about you what are you working on so i finished rebel boba and that mod well i mean it's, it's pretty much finished i'm just working on the base now but mm -hmm. Um, a earth from, from Citadel is awesome. I love crackle paint. I'm like obsessed with it now, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm working, I'm pretty much finished with him. Uh, those pro acryl, acryl paints are phenomenal. They just flow really well. The coverage is amazing. And it, it, it almost is a very like flat kind of, um, like, I don't know if this is the right adjective, but I'm going to use it anyway, like a monotone palette. Mm. It's very, it's, it reminds me of like a Christopher Nolan film, which I love. Interesting. <laughs> okay. You know, it's not very, like the colors aren't very bright. They dry matte. So they don't, they don't really, they don't make a gloss paint or anything like that. So they dry matte and it just gives this kind of like earthy, realistic 
tone. And I really enjoyed, you know, using those paints. I also got a new wet palette. I finally got the, the um, I think it's Redgrass Games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. the, the Studio XL V2 um, from a store over in Florida. And the name is slipping me. And forgive me if you're listening or else I would plug you. <laughs> but I ordered, you know, Studio XL with a few, few, uh, you know, those reusable papers and a new set of metals. I've replaced it. I replaced all my metal metallic paints with the the Vallejo metal color, like airbrush paints, because those are like super legendary. And so now I have all my tones there, but I've basically shelved all my old paints and replaced them with the the pro acrylics and i'm i'm really happy with them um and it's just such a sweet model you know i found value in stippling (laughs) stippling is is an amazing technique it just adds a lot of grit to your your work but um next will probably be a vehicle i have like an isp and i also have like the airspeeder but i think the airspeeder is probably next because i'm thinking about like a rebel list i want to just prove that Rebels can still be viable, so I think just taking Operative Luke and some Rebel Troopers with repair bots and like an airspeeder sounds pretty, excuse me, pretty awesome. So that's kind of what I'm working on, um, you know, and really I get about 30 minutes in uh, a session nowadays uh, right. just with, with, with schoolwork and, and all the things, life life things that are that are happening. But yeah, man. There's nothing like just taking that 30 minutes and painting, you know, and getting into that, to that groove and to that grime or into that grind, excuse me. So anything else you're working on? I think it's pretty much it. Working on some, some more horse heresy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I'll tell you this much. I'm, I don't know how I'm like, I'm kind of looking forward to getting into 40 K, but like, I don't know how much I'm looking forward to painting all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 40k is it's yeah it's a lot just yes. just i think we're talking about in the break talking about tyranids and it even if you gave me like a, a tyranid army for free just <laughs> painting all those dudes is like so daunting yeah it's yeah. like oh you got to build 80 little you know dinosaur bug creatures like oh gosh that's a lot of dinosaur bug creatures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah man well i guess uh you know we can we can shift a little bit into you know really what tabletop gaming is kind of important to us and why it's so important to us and you know like like what is it really like when you think of tabletop gaming and and you know what it's kind of the role it's played in your life like what does it really mean to you i think for me tabletop gaming is one of the it's one of those few personal thing personal interests that's that's been consistent with my life um i mean everyone's played video games but even then i there's there's moments where i just don't play video games but ever since i got back into tabletop gaming after high school it's i've just been constantly part of part of that kind of community or world it's just the the i think it's just an outlet an artistic outlet you know some people play music some people paint pictures some people make videos some people make podcasts right (laughs) But for me, it's it's just painting, painting minis, having finishing projects, painting armies, and I mean, I I personally stick to uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I only play fully painted games, hmm. and for me, that's just an and you know if and if you don't play fully painted games, 
you know, no judgment, right? We all have our own ways of playing the game and painting. But for me, it just it's it's a push for me to just paint paint my stuff and make sure things are finished. Because mm -hmm. to me, it's like, oh, if I don't finish, then then I don't get to play. So it's kind of a form of like discipline with with the art. Yeah, that's it's interesting you say that. You brought something that you brought something up that really caught my attention. Is you know it's really like an artistic outlook. You know, I never really considered myself a very artistic person, you know, although that what I've discovered in, in journalistic writing, specifically in narrative writing, um, you have, you have some leeway in creativity. And, you know, when I sat down to paint my first bottle when I was like 10 or 11 years old, did I think I'd be doing it at 32? Probably not. <laughs> but, you know, I've always really enjoyed um, creating things and building things, you know. Now, with that said, I, I want to be transparent <laughs> and honest. Like, if, if I didn't have to put together another set of B1s, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> However, it has been, it has meant a lot to me. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, just taking that time to step away from life for just for a moment. You know, while it's still there, you know, you just kind of leave it at the other end of the door. You know, really for me, the other end of the door of my workshop, you know. And I really enjoy the people. Um, I, I, I wouldn't play this, I wouldn't play this game or these kinds of games if it wasn't for the people. I think it's a very symbiotic relationship. And I mean, obviously you, you need to play it but what I mean by that is just how important the community really is to what what we do you know and you know I, I some of the most genuine people I've ever met play tabletop games and they stand three feet across from me you know and I find that very refreshing you know especially there's you get what you get when you when you roll dice with someone mm -hmm. you know I don't know if it meant if it's meant the same for you but you know, that's, that's kind of my outlook and, and why this is so, so important to me. I mean, you were just at LVO, right? And, and like oh, yeah. the community and, there, right? Is everything. Yeah, it, it was just super cool just seeing all these people into the same thing you are, you know, um, especially, you know, because me, I like, I play Horse Heresy and Horse Heresy isn't as popular as something like 40k or Age of Sigmar or, or even Legion. So just being in a room with like, 76 or 77 something other people like all into the same thing it was pretty awesome it's just that energy of yeah we're here to like nerd out roll some dice and um just have a good time you know but but yeah i think the community and just having a good community i think that that's a, a big part too of tabletop gaming i'm just looking forward to meeting the same you know those people you get to roll dice with and you know Talk, talk smack about like oh you know like this list oh, i i got smashed with my with this list i'm gonna make it better like oh dude your list is so good like how do i beat that you know just kind of the banter it's it's a good time yeah i i agree and i'm like what's your defining like tabletop wargaming moment like something that really stands out and really that you really remember that you carry with you you know every time oh. you step up to the table oh it's so interesting i gotta I think for me, it's it's not a specific single moment, but for me, it's tying back to 
to why I only play fully painted because it's more than just like a like a discipline thing but it's also just you know deploying my army and being like holy crap I painted all of this and it's done and it, and you know it's like like my buddy Will you know Will um, mm -hmm. you met him he he always says uh, so right now he he's a uh, He's studying to uh, be a video game designer and mm. he told me that big difference between tabletop games and and video games is the hours you spend hobbying as a result and that is has a showable result you know like if you spend I'm, I'm i'm not disparaging video games if you know i've played i've sunk hours into like assassin's creed or fallout and you know i didn't regret it but with tabletop games you know when you paint an army like there's a tangible result like these are my models that i worked on and for me it's just when i put my army on the table and just seeing my effort materialize especially with uh, as an army because i i don't really put stuff out until i play a game i just you know like i'm looking at my my word bearers right now and you know i haven't put them next to my other word bearers in my case and i they probably won't happen until i play a game and just that moment where they're on the table and it's like oh man this is so cool and like I made that, I think for me that it's those, it's that moment where, it kind of just reminds me of like, yeah, I love this hobby. Yeah, well, that's that's really interesting. You say that, you know, I, and I think, you know, I was reflecting on the question and and pondering. I I I have a specific moment, and mm -hmm. it was when, um, I actually have two. So going further back, um, I remember winning my first game of 40k <laughs> mm. you know and i'm like a, you know 11 or 12 years old and you know i you know i played competitive sports growing up and you know you have gamesmanship and sportsmanship and there's i mean some can be synonymous and then it can be the complete antithesis right <laughs> and i just remember when i i won just how excited my peers were for me and really what that meant for me and for my self-esteem, you know, as a kid, I, you know, I was always ashamed of being nerdy <laughs> and I wanted to like blend and shift and want to be a part just to, for acceptance, you know, and for a long time, I I felt for me personally, and I realized later in life that I've always been accepted by most people, um, is that I found that in that community and it was one of my, you know, first, one of my other escapes, you know, I've had these escapes for a long time. You know, my, my brother is disabled. He's epileptic, schizophrenic, and bipolar, and I, I love him very much. He's one of the most wonderful people in, in my life, but, you know, he didn't ask for that. Our family didn't, you know, and I love him to death, you know, but one of the ways I could get away from that, uh, from from the home is, is when my, you know, my dad and, um, you know, my mom would take me to the mall at the Glendale Galleria by Mervyn's in the, at the games workshop and just playing games and rolling dice with a community of people. And that's kind of, that's one of my, you know, my, one of my most like prolific tabletop mm -hmm. gaming moments. And then, you know, kind of reflecting now recently, I remember playing in a skirmish tour tournament at Perkinier where we, I think we met for the first time. Yeah. And we I actually played the last game together. I don't know if, um, I don't know if you were, if it was the final or not, but. It was the final round. Yeah. The yeah. final round. Right. And like, 
two weeks later, the world shut down. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. Like, the, the world shut down two weeks later. And I, if you would have asked me that that would be the, that would, <laughs> that was coming on the horizon, I would have said no. Right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, those games were really important to me because it introduced me to this community of this tabletop game that I always wanted that was based in Star Wars. And, you know, I got it. And we all got to hang out, you know, before, you know, during and after. And um, only, what, two years later, you know, I ended up at a skirmish tournament again there at Perky. I don't know if you were there that day. I don't, th I don't think so. Yeah, but I ended up winning the skirmish tournament with a Vader ATST list. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like the fact that they, this was before the Vader changes. So I had Commander Vader, Speed 1, no burst of speed, all that stuff. And, um, but yeah, man, there's just nothing like it. There really is nothing like it. And we're in such a community that's very niche. Like most people don't know about what we do, you know? And what I love about the space of podcasting is we can have discussions like this and hopefully people right. who have never played the game before would they hear us and they're like, okay, maybe this is something I want to try, you know, and it can offer that solace or that space for them. So, yeah, man. But yeah, I mean, some something I really like about tabletop gaming is th there's little pressure. It's you know you, yeah. you do it at your own pace. If you want to paint a model a month, then you paint a model a month. If you want to play games every weekend, you you play games every weekend. You know, there's no like correct way of of doing the hobby. Um, you know, if if you like playing sports and video games, um, I, I, and having experienced both, I feel like there was more stress then of just like, I gotta keep up, you know, I gotta keep going to practice if I want to get better. Um, I gotta, you know, I, I gotta keep playing the video game if it's a multiplayer game to stay up, just, you know, stay relevant. Um, while with the tabletop gaming, it's just, you know, you do, you do whatever. Um, I actually did when I was in college, I, I played taiko, which is Japanese drumming and wonderful experience um learned a lot from that but you know it, it was practice every week and i asked myself like do i want to get back into that like i do but they gotta i gotta commit to like practice every week right I, I can't just hop on hop out the way i can with painting you know there's there's times where i don't paint for one or two weeks and jump back right at it and you know just no pressure to, oh like, like oh no I, I missed out on two weeks of painting like, oh, whatever like i'll just let's i'll just keep painting right yeah so it's very relaxing and, you know, very. I think it's very low stress in, in the grand scheme of hobbies. It's always there for us when we need it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and models I'll, don't go bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, would, would jokingly say. And nor does your pile of shame. It doesn't paint itself. Oh, ab and, absolutely. And you can totally be shameful and no one will, ju will judge you for it. So I think it's a good place to wrap. What about you? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. 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 Well, Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us anywhere where you can get podcasts like uh, Apple Podcasts. I think we're on Google Podcasts now. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but <laughs> on Spotify and Anchor. But, you know, I still haven't come up with a cool sign-off. Maybe that's something that we can brainstorm. But, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, everyone. Forces with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. <laughs> <laughs>